Welcome to Alpha. You're listening to The 100 Podcast, the show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. Brought to you in partnership with TV Time, we fill your ear holes with everything from analysis to insanity. I'm Dan, your mountain man, and today I'm joined by your favorite grounder, Olga. Hey everybody, today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 1, entitled Sanctum. Yes, we are back and better than ever, maybe. Maybe. We are... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no promises. As a disclaimer, we are in a new apartment and we are trying to figure out new audio equipment and all that jazz, so we're going to keep experimenting until we get get it into our quality level that we want, but yeah. hopefully this is okay. We'll see. Hopefully this is yeah. tolerable. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Dan is getting a strongly worded email from me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, some housekeeping before we really dive into the episode. Uh, first off, uh, if you haven't already seen on this podcast feed or on youtube.com slash doing okay, we're doing things a little bit different this year. Uh, on Tuesdays, directly after the episodes, we are doing first reaction mini podcasts where we just basically, we have no outline, we're just off the cuff. What do you think of the episode? No rewatch because it's yeah. just first watch, yeah. first reaction. So those are like mini pods that we both put up on my YouTube channel as a you know video podcast, but we're also gonna throw them up on here on the podcast Feed. feeds. Yeah. Um, it might come up on audio a little bit later, depending on how things go, but hopefully at, at most it'll be Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what we're doing on Tuesdays. And then uh, we're planning on having the podcast go up on Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the full review podcast that we're doing right now. With your feedback. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so that's basically, there were like, uh, there were, we've gotten feedback in the past from you guys, speaking of feedback, mm -hmm. uh, about our show that uh, we haven't been able to fit on like a s sustainable schedule where we're releasing kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. So we're aiming for Sundays by 7 p.m if not earlier, depending. Yeah. Um, and if we have any sort of issues where something comes up in life, we're sick or something, I'll put something on the100podcast.com so you can check there. And on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, which actually I forgot to add to our outline here, uh, is that we are doing a new thing this year uh, where we're going to have a segment at the end of every podcast where we what? It's in the it's in the outline. <laughs> yeah, no, it's but that wasn't at the bottom of the outline ah, when we actually do it. Okay. Um, so we are going to do a segment specifically about shipping at the end of the podcast. So that way, if you're someone who's not like a big shipper, you can just tune out at the end, skip it. You're just done for yeah. the week. <laughs> yeah. If you're someone who's a big shipper, you want to gush a little bit, you can send us specific feedback for that segment, and we'll talk about that there. But uh, we'll get to that at the end of the podcast. Now, let's start the show proper with our favorite segment. Mine and yours. Title, Title Fight. fight. <laughs> We're dweebs yes. is what we are. So let's talk about the title of the episode, Sanctum. So I have a few few notes here. It's not a particularly crazy one. Uh, definition of a sanctum is a sacred place, especially a shrine within a temple or church. Obviously, we saw some shrines and things in this mm -hmm. episode, and the whole sort of area is, is a sanctum. Or a private place from which most people are excluded. That's the part that's most interesting yes. to me, because they have a whole fence Radiation around them. Radiation fence. Yeah. Also, according to the Wikipedia, uh, it says during the title sequence for the show, uh, Inner Sanctum can be seen over the settlement on Alpha. We tried to find it, but it was going a little fast, too quickly for us <laughs> to catch. So we'll just take some lovely The 100 Wiki contributors <laughs> word for it. Which, great 
podcasting on our part, isn't it? Mm. I do think, uh, as I mentioned on our other uh, our first reactions thing, it is interesting to me that this episode isn't just called like Alpha because I know they like, never say the word sanctum and we know from the trailer they will eventually yeah um and also like mm. alpha opening episode makes made make sense you know like right starting at the beginning letter know. a yeah that too yeah all right shall we get into our recap that we shall Dan all righty so uh we broke this up Olga made the notes so we'll see if I can follow along uh, we'll see. <laughs> but we broke this up into sections. We start with like the introduction, which is like before they go down to Alpha. They're all on Allegis yeah. Four. Uh, and then and then we broke it up by like plot line with what's happening on Allegis and what's happening on Alpha. Yep. Uh, okay, so the intro. So we're doing the whole everybody's listening to Monty's speech again. Um, they they woke up a good amount of people. Uh, Our most important. Yeah. People. Their faves. Who are. Stable. Yeah. <laughs> Not Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, so we have the whole thing, and uh, Monty's talking about we can do better and all that stuff, and Abby says her favorite quote, now we get, now we can get our humanity back now that we've survived, and then Raven's like, some of us never lost our humanity, you asshole. Yes, uh, <laughs> word for word, perfect Raven impression, Dan, yes. as always, <laughs> starting the new season off on the right foot. Yes, very good. Um, yes. Which, you know, as we talked about in our first reaction thing, Raven, not necessarily the most likable person in this episode, even if she's understandable. It's such a shame. It is yeah. this thing of, yeah, we get where she's coming from, but boy, howdy, is it hard to watch when it's just like her versus the world. Yeah. Her and Shaw versus the world. Right. Everybody loves so Shaw. So speaking of Shaw. So Sean, Sean, Shaw chases after Raven. Give him another name. <laughs> Uh, so Raven is upset and hurt about Monty and Harper saying they left us. Uh, but then Shaw sort of declares his love for Raven is like, I understand why they spent all that time together with the people they love. And I would do the same. Because I want to have sex with you. <laughs> uh, so they do. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a very, um, Shaw, Raven, happy time. And the for sexy. like two minutes. Yes. Uh, so then they talk about Becca, mm -hmm. um, and they talked about how uh, he had met Becca once before he left on his trip. Yeah, because she did all the coding for the Allegis missions, and she was just 18 years old. So if we want to feel bad about our achievements, <laughs> well, this fictional person sent people to deep space when she was still a teenager. So yeah. I mean, I think that they we did that to sort of to sort of help with the uh, to help with the timeline a little bit. Yeah, be like she was really really young. Also, it kind of isn't fitting with the fact that, like when our show started, so many of our characters were only eighteen. And, yeah, it kind of um, just buys into that of yeah. brilliant people have always existed, and yeah. Becca is like the most brilliant person. person in the entire universe. It truly is now, yes. not just the Earth, <laughs> the universe. Um. Yeah. I, so I think, you know, everybody's talking about, is there going to be a spinoff? Uh, it's seeming like they're, at least they have one in development. We'll see if it actually happens. Mm -hmm. uh, but this, you know, talking about Becca as much as they are in this episode certainly reinforces the idea of a Becca spinoff. Yep. Um, and I have a lot of feelings about that. Uh, not positive. And I plan on doing a video about that topic. But keep your eyes peeled on <laughs> youtube.com slash doing okay for some of Dan's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> some of my rants. I I just feel like 
they've given her a little bit too much that she if you list out all the things she's accomplished in a short amount of time and all like the fact that she's just like she just seems like this like not not a Mary Sue in that like she can do no wrong but a Mary yeah, Sue clearly in, not <laughs> yeah, but a Mary Sue in that like she's capable of anything and it just like he literally invented like every important piece of technology and she's been worshipped yeah by Two cultures now, like skipping ahead a little yeah. bit, but now it's like, ah, oh, goddess Becca. Yeah. Yes, quite. Yeah, and and it goes beyond that to me where I'm just like, I feel like we already know a, a shit ton about her, so I don't feel like I need a spinoff to tell me even more about her. But again, I'll go into Don't give away time. the goat. <laughs> yes. Right. I will never give away the goat. Yes. Well, um, anyway, Shaw's like, ah, oh, Becca, she was just like you. That's a great Raven's, way to get into Raven's pants. <laughs> like, ooh, I like it. <laughs> um, so let's jump ahead. Uh, Amori and Murphy are sort of snarking at Clark for betraying Raven and Shaw, um, but Echo defends her. So this yeah. is a big episode for Echo being like, everybody love each other. E- Echo being like the source <laughs> of positivity and forgiveness. It's still just like, honestly, a little bit. It was, I wanted a little bit more, not conflict out of her, but... I want a little bit more than like, guys, can't we all just get along <laughs> coming from Echo? It's just like such a weird yeah. 180 on her character. Well, but I mean, it's, it's interesting. Believable. It is and it isn't. Like, I like it. Be- I like it because it's like likable, right? Right. I, mean, I want to like Echo. Um, and it makes sense, because, especially because we have the line later where she's talking about like, I know about forgiveness more right. than anybody. Like, yeah. And I understand that. Um the thing is that it doesn't quite jive with what her reactions were with Clark in the finale. Well, her whole thing with Echo defending her was yeah. she said, like, hey, she came around when it was yeah. important. Yeah. But, like... But he was super pissed about she, her leaving Bellamy in the fighting pitch. She was. So it felt like a bit of an extreme change. You know, sleep but. for 125 years does the body <laughs> and the mind good sometimes. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm just saying, if this is, like, the only mode that Echo is in for an... Or, not the only. If this is, like, her primary goal Mm. in this season of being like, guys, unity, though. (laughs) Forgiveness. Love. Like, I'll be a little bit like, what the fuck happened? What's in the algae? I think we're about to see her dealing with her demons, so... Right, right. Uh, Face your demons. Right. All right, so Abby and Clark are bonding... About. Over their fucked up choices. <laughs> and uh, they have the algae that Bellamy used. Big Jordan comes in and is like, I have this. this. Uh, My dad developed this poison algae from the first generation <laughs> yeah. that Bellamy used. So you can use that to sedate Kane so that you can use to do surgery on him. Mm-hmm. Then Abby's like, okay, I will have Nyla help me with surgery. Jackson should go to the ground as the medical assistant. Yeah. Because they have to send the mission yeah. down. So then we get a little bit more backstory on Allegis Three. It was a colonizing mission. Uh, they went to five planets that met conditions for life and dropped off a team at each of them. Very interesting. Did not expect that. I know. I like uh, it. Interested in whether that means we're going to see other planets at some or point, or one of them is going to invade another one, yeah. and then we're going to have like double invaders at some point down it, the line. It's just interesting because it, it means that like. Each settlement does have to be pretty small because they only had so many people on that ship. Yeah, but also we can also assume that some of them might not or like 
they could have consolidated by now. I don't yeah. know. It leaves them with a lot of wiggle room yeah. of like people could have died on those other mm-hmm. missions, but also they could have decided, no, let's go to another planet and join yeah. up together. So it I could guess... even be like four against one at some point. Yeah. I guess the other thing is that um, I keep thinking about the Allegis 3 as being like the same ship as Allegis 4. Uh-huh. And I guess that could be like double the size for all we know, right? Because it's specifically about colonizing. It so. is. But also, I mean, we do see, again, jumping forward later, mm-hmm. we see like the primes who yeah. landed. And it seems like it was only like four families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 Kind of, kind of inbred, mm-hmm. if yeah. you ask me. <laughs> Um, Sorry. Everyone's favorite. Uh, what is this, Game of Thrones? <laughs> okay, so Planet Alpha was closest and probably uh, the closest in temperament to Earth. Yes, atmosphere yeah. and such. But they can't scan the surface. Uh, atmosphere blocks that ionosphere, I believe, is what they were saying. Yeah, they keep using that word. I don't know if it's a real word. Probably. Ions. I'm not a astronomer <laughs> or physicist. Uh, so basically what it comes down to is they won't be able to know if they can survive until they go down there. And Clark's like, sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really did say this would be very season one-esque. It would echo it. And they're not they're not uh, shying away from those comparisons. They really do lean into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then they're talking about how there's a rescue beacon down there, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything because it's solar. So it could have just been, go- even if the people died or whatever, it could just keep going forever. Mm-hmm. Um, now you wrote Dan Reed's timeline. So we did some fun math. By that, we mean we did some super dorky math. That took far too long. <laughs> and right. it involved us rewatching Monty's speech and yeah. me also almost crying once yeah. again. <laughs> and looking up a bunch of things. So yes. I, I wrote down a timeline here to make, to see if... The mythology of the show makes any sense. Yeah. And it sort of does if you fudge the numbers a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we start, our earliest time that I wrote down here is 2025 is when Becca was born, right? (laughs) Then... That's six years from now. (laughs) Oh, man. Becca, our one true savior, (laughs) Becca is born. And eight. so I said I jumped 18 years from that, 2043, is the earliest we can imagine Allegis 3 is leaving, right? Yes. On their colonizing mission. Because that's when Allegis 4 leaves. Because uh, that's when Shaw said. We, well, he said he did it when she was when 18. When she was 18, It yeah. could have been when she was 20 is when they actually left. But sure. the earliest possible time they could have left was 2043. Yep. So then 2052 is when the apocalypse happens, right? Apocalypse 1, yeah. courtesy of Allie. Yes. Uh, and then, so this is, I mean, I guess I'll read what the all the times are and then I'll explain it a little yes. bit more. So 2081 is when we assume Allegis 3 arrives on Alpha. Uh, and then 2149 is when season one started. Mm-hmm. And then 2156 is when Apocalypse 3 happened, which mm-hmm. we know from Monty's logs. Yes. And then 2184 is when Jordan went to cryo. So he's 26 years old. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, and then 20, 20, 2206 <laughs> is when Harper died and uh, Monty set them on course. So then he said it would take 75 years, and they arrive uh, on Alpha, our people, 2281. Mm-hmm. So the thing, so the thing we know they arrived 2281, which is why we're saying 200 years ago at 2081 is when uh, the Alpha people, uh, well, the Allegis three, three people, arrived. Yes, that is frankly <laughs> based off of uh, uh, Jordan saying 
they've been here 200 years, give or take. Yeah. So this isn't an, we assumed it as an exact for the sake of like calculations. So according to that math, again, saying they left in 2043, Mm -hmm. it only took them 38 years to get to to alpha as opposed to our people taking 75 years. They said give or take. So I guess we can say it makes sense. The fact that it's like double, basically, it feels a little off. Yeah. I don't know. I so my assumption is that they it's more like they were there for 160 years. Yeah. Not 200. Um maybe I will put this this beautiful drawing that I did can like you on our website. Rewrite it? Maybe you can rewrite it and I'll put it on our website <laughs> yeah. so people can follow along. And people can but, judge my handwriting. <laughs> but yes, that was our nerdy timeline math that we did. So it sort of works, but it sort of adds up. Yeah. I mean, we tried to use hard hard sources yes. for this. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on from us being hard, taking guns and non-lethals. Bellamy's about that. Yes, Clark's like, all right, we have guns, let's take them. And Bellamy's like, no, no, no. She's like, I don't know, should we take guns? And then Bellamy's like taking charge, and he's like, we're taking guns. Yeah. 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 Okay, but, but he was also like, but also non-lethals like yeah. the smoke grenades and yeah. the shock batons and yeah. all the other wonderful prison <laughs> con- prisoner controlling things that Are they the have. Are gonna come back? Oh my god, let's hope not. <laughs> can those be dumped on Earth as it exploded? Um, okay, so basically they're saying we won't shoot first. Uh, and Raven snarks some more and is like, then Clark should stay on board. Mm. Um, there and then, yeah, we were talking about how Raven has to stay because uh, they can only have one pilot go down and Shaw is a little bit better with flying blind. I am assuming that's what they meant. Yes. Uh, so, and then the uh, Echo is like, we should bring our best fighters. Again, her like, peace and unity. Let's bring let's, Octavia. Let's, come on, Octavia. <laughs> She'll be fine. We can trust her yeah. with our group, right? Right? Valmy's like, heck no. <laughs> Miller. Miller gets to come. Yeah, I can I can accept Miller. He's not, a, he's not Octavia. Yeah. Um, but it's nice because, you know, once Miller is unfrozen and with the group, you know, he starts to show his remorse yeah. of his actions to Bellamy. Yeah. And it's interesting. So Bellamy also, he is able to sort of forgive Miller. And that's interesting as far as like the hypocrisy potentially there, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, his whole thing is like, you were following orders. Yeah. She's the source of the orders. Yeah. Yeah. The sorters. I mean, it's <laughs> it's nice to see them back together. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. We want I'm Miller like... to be a good guy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. He Always. Was, he was pretty hardcore last year. We thought he was dead for like an episode. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. I re-listened to our old episodes yeah. and we're like, Miller, they're going to kill Miller. He's going to be dead. What kind of choice is that? And we're like, never mind. Not a scratch on him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so right. anyway. Over on good old Alpha. Yes. We uh, lose communication with our Allegis people. Mm-hmm. And we recreate the pilot. Yes, even a little callback to anyone have something better than we're back, bitches. <laughs> Thanks, Miller. Our Octavia rep, as yes. always. <laughs> yeah, um, so it was interesting that they all sort of went out at once. And a nice idea in theory, probably not the smartest tactical move. Well, they got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Maury comes in with a scan. She's like, radiation levels are good. We don't even... They didn't even need to send Nightbloods. Um, any mention of Nightbloods. Yeah, something noteworthy. That I feel like we should remember for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Clark's saying Monty told us to do better here. And Shaw's like, talk is cheap. 
And, uh, but Bellamy sort of reassures Clark that everybody will come around. So this is, again, it's an interesting thing. Who's pissed at who? Bellamy, like, is still, like, a little bit of a sour grape, but he, like, is more willing to forgive her. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he seems, like team Clark again yeah. and just anti-Octavia yeah. which is a change yeah a little <laughs> hypocritical but okay debatable <laughs> yeah um well they come across that big body of water yeah and, and then we see Murphy's body oh yeah that's true <laughs> and he goes for a swim again another callback to Octavia yeah uh in general we talked about how Murphy is the MVP of this episode oh so true he's definitely the most source of fun directly like, throughout the entire thing right yeah but even then he has his like good dialogue yeah. too so it's yeah. not just he's like I'm just purely well it is him just being yeah. purely rebellious and pure Murphy but yeah. I mean all of the shades of what yeah. pure Murphy entail exactly yeah I love the thing of like Jackson being like but the water we haven't tested it don't take don't take a Mori with you <laughs> like yeah. this it was really cute yeah. I, I hope there are some gifts yeah. of like but no <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely a good episode to get Jackson into you know the thick of our main core yeah. cast again yeah uh, he never really had that much going on but uh, I think they're certainly trying to change that here. I'm down for that. Which makes sense. They love the actor. A lot of people love the actor. So. He survived this long for a reason, yeah. hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we go to our campfire sing-along. Um, <laughs> and Jackson, thinking of Jackson, Jackson and Miller uh, are talking about how they're discovering aliens. And they're like, we are the aliens. Wow. And again, Jackson's all wide-eyed and happy. And Miller is just sad, yeah. broody. He's like, self-loathing. I, I did bad things. And Jackson's like, yeah, but we both did bad things. And then Miller's like, no, you just didn't let stop the bad things. It's different. And yeah. Good. Quality stuff. <laughs> Quality recap. Yes. It was good that they, uh, that I like that they had their moment, that they're mm -hmm. sort of trying to develop the, both of them and also develop their relationship. Mm -hmm. It was cute and fun to see Jackson, like, excited about the bug life and everything. Yeah. We definitely need, like, a scientist on the ground for that kind of stuff. I'm glad they sent him yeah. down. I think on our first watch, we were like, when did they decide to send Jackson down? Yeah. And it's like, oh, Abby yeah. volunteered him. Yeah. I'm glad he went instead of... Abby. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Anyway, continuing to the next couple cuddling yeah. over by the campfire, it's we, what talked we were talking about. This about. A bit. Yeah. yeah, Echo being like, "There's no starting over without forgiveness." Come on, Bell meets book two. Time to get over your shit. <laughs> she, why did she say that? <laughs> yeah, and even then, uh, she's like, "Who knows that better than us?" Yes. Both of us, we've forgiven each other, right? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about. Let's get into more detail talking about Bellamy not forgiving Octavia. Okay. And, and also, rather, how much you forgive Octavia. Because the thing is, like, so, obviously, like, it's harder for Bellamy to forgive Octavia because there's more of a personal, emotional connection there, right? Mm -hmm. And that she, his sister, is the one who chose to throw him in the pits. And, again, if you're an Octavia stan, you can be like, well, it's not her fault. Like, she had to do that because he, he, before that, he put her in a coma. Right. So he's the one who started it, but then... He felt like he had to do it because he was going crazy and was you know, going to lead to all these people dying. Um, so there's a lot of back and forth and and feeling. I, I think that from Bellamy's point of view, it's like she like isn't herself anymore, and so he can't like. It's, I don't know. It's. The, I feel like we as viewers mm -hmm. are 
uh, or Bellamy is the stand-in for a lot of viewers. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of almost taught, like, the show re- is Echo. Yeah. Like, the show is Echo being like, look at all the people that we've forgiven before. Yeah. You're, we're going to win you back over. Like, we'll yeah. give you the time. And a lot of viewers, not every viewer, obviously, yeah. but a lot of viewers are just like, no, look at all the terrible things she did. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that conversation. And yeah. I just... It's almost like wait and see. Like, what is she going to do this season that's going to redeem her? Yeah. Because if she's just continuing to be the enemy and continuing to be like, I still want to be the Red Queen, Mm. then... I don't think we're going to get that exactly. I'm I'm more interested in... I don't even know what they can do that will feel fresh for that character is my problem. And that's the thing where I'm like... I, I understand where there are a lot of people who like her a lot more than I do and who were, like, on her side more throughout season five. Right. Um, I, I mean, I thought her arc was interesting. But to me, what they did, I'm not like, oh, I understand where she came from. She's not a bad guy. I'm like, they wrote a good villain. And that, yeah. that's really how I felt. I was like, yeah, okay, like, I feel bad for her. And I understand that she started in a place of positivity where she was trying to help people. And I do what they needed to do. And I understand why she burned the farm down because she just couldn't stand the idea of having to be stuck down in that bunker any longer. And that that was an emotional like reaction and dealing with PTSD and all that stuff. I'm like, I understand why she did it. That doesn't make it okay. That's what makes someone a good villain. Mm -hmm. Or even like, even though I can get where they came from, what they're doing is really bad. Which, I mean, I guess you could say that, like, about, like, what a lot of our people do, right? But yep. what I'm saying is, like, what they're doing is bad for a selfish reason, where it's, like... And that's kind of yeah. later on what, like, she and Kane get yeah. to, their standoff. Yeah. Where it's yeah. where her her starting out in a good place, but she turned into a place where it was about pride and where it was about uh, obsession and feeding, you know feeding into who she was and being obsessed with her her like i am the one who's right yeah and that led to people dying it did Uh, and yeah other people also lead to other deaths but she's not innocent in the sense of like well you did it too like that doesn't other people i feel like deal with that in a way of being like yeah you're right and then she's just like well you know (laughs) it's it's a little reductive but it's basically this thing of like you she comes at it from you can't judge me because you did it too yeah and everyone else is like we understand this better than anyone else like that's exactly what bellamy and echo are getting to of like we've done awful things yeah but we try to make up for it, and she kind yeah. of doubles down on it a yeah. lot of the time. Well, I, I think the thing with Bellamy is that it's it's not necessarily even how much it is what she did as much as it's what she that she hurt him, you know? And I guess you could say that's ridiculous because he's the one who poisoned her. Right. But well, and like, that's where, But that's where his kind of, like, hypocrisy yeah. comes in of, like, here he is saying in this episode all the people he's yeah. willing to forgive except yeah. the one. Yeah. It, it's an interesting choice to yeah. keep her alive. I really hope that they well, pull off something fresh. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really get into detail about, like, why I'm, like, I don't see what they can do with her that's interesting because we've already seen redemption arcs on the show mm-hmm. and we've already seen her, like, depressed and monstrous and going around killing shit and, like, you know, if you see the trailer and you see, like, the episode where she's just, like, fighting random people and, like, a crazy daze, yeah. I'm, like, we've already kind of seen this in season four. So I'm like, I don't, I, 
We'll see. We'll see. And then we go to Clark, and she's, you know, coupleless in the dark. (laughs) No one cuddling her by the fire. The only one, the like the seventh wheel or whatever it is. Yeah. At Uh, least Shaw's girlfriend is waiting for him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He will never find him. (gasps) Dun dun dun. Uh, So we have uh, Clark sort of trying to apologize to everybody. Uh, specifically because Shy is still being a dickbag to her. Um, <clears throat> Part of me is like, I know I shouldn't blame him yeah. for being a dick, Yeah. but I don't like him, yeah. and I like Clark. Yeah. So, fuck you, maybe? <laughs> well, he's just, uh, he's just like oozing with self-righteousness yeah. in this episode, and it's just gross. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of this man. Because the whole thing is Monty, I mean, Clark is like, Monty said we deserved a second chance. Mm. And this is what we were saying earlier, of like Murphy being all snarky. He's like, mm. isn't this your fifth chance? Yeah. Meh. Clark talks back like yours mm. too and we get that smirk. Like mm. that's the kind of calling someone out exchange yeah. where everyone feels it and yeah. agrees. Yeah. And that's fine. But mm. then you have Shaw be like, Salvation happens through good works. Yeah. Well, he just also it just sounds like not a human is part of my I thing, mean, it too. it sounds very... It's preachy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know they yeah. set up of him being, like, a choir boy. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about that? I mean, you're yeah. more... Connect, like, he's Christian. Yeah. So... It's just, he's being an annoying Christian. <laughs> I don't know. It's... I guess the thing is, again, it comes down to, like, being self-righteous because... I It comes down to the fact that nobody's giving Clark credit... For the opposite, for the good things she's done, right? Like it's yeah, you can be pissed at her, and especially Shaw. I get like he doesn't have as much much of a connection with her, so right. whatever. But like, if anything, doesn't that mean he should be ignoring her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, well, he he is a self righteous character, and that's just not a very likable. I mean, it reminds me of Finn when I would be annoyed yeah. at Finn for being like, come on, guys, and and not actually offering uh, an alternative. I mean, freaking Shaw was gonna missile launch at a bunch of people. Like, yes, he tried to stop it, but like eventually, like ultimately, he would have done it to save his own skin. But yeah. his whole thing is, I mutinied because what they were doing was, to the prisoners yeah. was so awful. Yeah. And I'm just like, isn't that kind of the same shades of gray that Clark yeah. lives in too? Yeah. Well, I'm like just... your salvation. What salvation through good works have you done? Yeah. Like joining with Raven. Yeah. I mean, it's still killing a bunch of people uh, and betraying people, and like I don't know. And then he re-betrayed the people that he yeah. fought for. I. I but, just... but honestly, Shaw is neither here nor there because okay. obviously he dies. I'm more interested in the fact that like. Every like, like, what does Murphy really mean when you think about it? About Clark having multiple chances. Like, let's think about that. Like, because yeah, like he's not against her doing Mount Weather. He helped her save everyone with Allie. And season four, like, yes, okay, she lied to people, but is he really that? Like, I mean, I guess that may be one of the things. And then he could be mad at her for for uh, capturing Amori and almost, almost using yeah. Yeah, but then. She but was then gonna put herself sac- in yeah, it. Yeah, she literally injected herself with it. Yeah. And then later in that season, two other things happen. She gives Amori her spacesuit so that she can survive, not knowing if she'll be able to survive. Right. And then she sacrifices herself so that Amor so that Murphy and Amori can live. Like I, nobody remember like like at least Murphy right like smiles and like he's not like actually that mad or whatever. Right. But I'm like, come on, guys! Like if anything, Murphy should be def- like I believe in Murphy defending her. 
Like, especially the If anything, I mean, in some ways, I don't think that this, like, is, for the record, you know, like, this is your fifth chance. Yeah. In some ways, I don't think he means, like, your fifth chance after you wronged me. I think he means, like, fifth chance at a new start at life or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's not really about, like, here's all the five times that you've needed to be redeemed. It's just, like... Uh, I disagree, okay. because they're specifically talking about Monty being, like, you deserve a second chance, like, to do well. To, to do yeah, better. Like, so I'm just like... I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, it is him exaggerating. Like, he, I think he's not like, and here's number one, and yeah. number two, and number three. I think yeah. it was just like, it's a high number. Yeah. But... Yeah. I guess what it just comes down to is I'm just like, the fact that it's only Bellamy defending her and like begrudgingly, I guess Echo too. Echo too. Yeah. yeah. But it's just... No, I just, I, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. But I mean, also you have to do the thing of like, yeah. They are on Team Raven. Mm -hmm. And even though Raven's the one who's being, like, explicit, Raven and Char being, like, explicitly salty. Yeah. And being like, Mariah, you turned us in. Yeah. They are still, like, family yeah. of Ravens. Yeah. So it's... You're Whatever. right. It's just... The, the fact is, even if it doesn't add up for the characters to mm -hmm. fully feel this way, yeah. the show is telling us they feel this yeah. way. And it's like... I guess what, what guess frustrates me is what frustrates me is what things they pick and choose to have characters bring up. Because like we'll see later that like when in the Kane Octavia scene, mm -hmm. they'll go like way deep into like talking about things from season one and blah 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 and they'll throw things back in each, right. each other's face. But the fact that they don't have uh, anybody stand up for Clark and bring up things that she's done for them, or that Clark herself doesn't bring up anything she's done. Like, it's just a little I feel like frustrating. Might, I don't think I would want Clark to be like, and here's what I did for you this time, and then here's yeah. what I did for you this time, and here's what I did for you last time. Like, yeah. that also, in a way, is not likable. I, I'm torn about that. I don't think that that's very Clarky to do it, to be right. honest, because I think that she has a lot of guilt and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, and, and, Relate, and, sister. And and honestly, she has things to feel guilty about from season five, for right. sure. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm on Team Clark. Stand up for yourself. Like, I've seen you be guilty enough time. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it gets to the whole thing of us being annoyed with, like, here's isolated Clark. Yeah. Yes, yet again. Exactly. And it's like, let's be done with her being isolated by her guilt, even yeah. when she's around people. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Clark apologizes, blah, blah, blah. Shaw talks about salvation. He's a butthead. Then the bugs attack. Yeah, the um, sweet, innocent bugs mm -hmm. that Jackson had in his jar. Mm -hmm. They transform. Into Hunger Games bugs. <laughs> and so they're running from that. They're heading toward the beacon, and they use these flares to sort of protect themselves. Yeah, have uh, a little bit of action of Mori being left behind for a second. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shy isn't looking where he's going, runs into a radiation fence. Well, it's yeah. own damn fault. He deserved it. Wow. Well, no. <laughs> Wowee. Anyone who likes Shaw is going to hate this podcast. I'm surprised they would have made it through season five at that point. <laughs> we were not positive about him last yeah. season either. Uh, <laughs> Bye, new listeners. Um, yeah. Clark takes her risks, runs through it because she has night blood. Uh, she disables the fence long enough to save everybody. Uh, except for Shaw. Right. Um, but he, he was on the front line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly what we were referencing. of Like, look at all the things Clark is selflessly doing. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to assume I can... Well, I mean, yeah. we've seen her survive the radiation, yeah. but she's just like, let's do it. Yeah. Once again, I yeah. survived post-apocalypse. Let's go. Yeah. And... 
Yeah, You're she's welcome. willing to take the risk. And yeah. a lot of my issues is I don't like how Shaw is written. Like him saying earn this is such a cliche line for someone dying to say. And honestly, it doesn't even really feel like it fits the situation. It's not like he saved her life or anything. She saved him. So like... Uh, well, no, it's a continued thought of everything that he's said since they yeah, landed. But like, it just feels out of place. It's just like, who are you to lecture us? Yeah. I, but it's also not his like last words. Yeah. In my opinion, his last words are even worse uh. because uh, he says, <laughs> tell Raven, <clears throat> she deserves happiness. She doesn't think she does, but she does. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I don't what's so bad about I just, that. I just, I hate the fact that, like, honestly, how much time has he actually yeah. known Raven? I guess the like, thing. Like, it's I, so stupid. Yeah. Oh, we're so deeply in love. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. It's, it's just, just, I like, feel like their, fuck buddies, I, I feel like their relationship is very season one of the hundred where it's like, let's just like suddenly make people in love. And I'm just like, I don't. Believe, I don't buy that he knows Raven better than anybody else Exactly. Here. He oh, didn't yeah. spend six years with her on yeah. the ring, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Just, that's just, all. And also, like, I, I feel like in a certain way, like, it almost feels like a backslide for the character. Uh, if, if we're, For Raven? Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, okay... I understand why you could say that in the past, right? Everything with her mom, looking at like what happened with her leg and then like her depression and her almost suicide arc, right? Um, first of all, her like overcoming that to a certain degree to me already feels like it's an example of her realizing she does deserve happiness. Yep. And then when you see like, when you see her after the six years, she doesn't seem depressed. She seems like she's found a family and has found stuff and like, you know, like, she's doing well. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's... When you open season five with her and Echo, like, sparring. Yeah. And having a good time and her being, like, capable. Yeah. And having taught Amori how to pilot yeah, and engineering. Being, having like, a BFF with Amori and, it, like... It makes her feel, like, that was the whole thing of, like, wow, Raven's more connected to people than yeah. she's ever been before. Yeah. And now to transition those feelings from, like that that group of people to this guy that she knew for what yeah. a week yeah what honestly like yeah. how long did she know shaw like how long did yeah. things at is most it, a month but really not that not, much. i don't even yeah. think it was that much yeah. like i really don't remember how yeah maybe short maybe, season three, five. maybe two or three weeks May, yeah. yeah like let's say that less yeah. than a month yeah and yeah i understand she was being traumatized by abby yeah. during that but yeah. it just feels so yeah. fake it just yeah. feels fake like i guess that's the thing the thing that makes us really salty is that we love raven so much in through up through season four and then i felt like he really brought down a character we liked and now she seems like she's not going to recover because he died too so like that's gonna make her more salty and it's just i don't know annoying like the closest thing we might have is her and abby like her healing by turning back to abby yeah. and maybe that being nice yeah but even that's not yeah. what I want for Raven. Yeah. I know even most our most like independent, self-sufficient characters, like power doesn't have to be done alone. Yeah. But it's just lame. That's yeah. that's a fact of it. This yeah. death scene. It's just lame. Alright, so let's talk about Shaw a little bit more as far as so Amy Kate on YouTube mentioned that the actor who played Shaw got a role on a different show being produced by Oprah, so that's why he had to leave. It was being filmed in Orlando. 
That's um, not Vancouver. Yeah. So, I, I mean, a lot of people were upset about Shaw's death, which we should acknowledge. Um, and... I, but here's the thing. If he wasn't going to be killed in episode one, I don't think they would have written all this stuff in this same way. Yeah, I agree with you. So it's like a, all of these problems of us hating on it, it's mm. almost like self-imposed by making him just like resolve in one yeah. episode. And yeah, I feel like they really pushed as much as they could with him as, as maybe would make sense. Uh, right. To give him a sort of semi-fitting ending. Right. Um, it's not like if he got to stay on the show that we would have... Yeah. We can say for certain we would have hated him the whole time. Yeah. It's literally just what they did with him in this episode that yeah. made it be like, this is a little goofy. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting about the Shaw stuff because... I, they didn't... It's not a good death. I will say that. Like, if you're someone who does like this character... Uh, he just ran into a fence and died. Like, like it was it's a pretty escaping bugs. Yeah, it's not like he as much as he's supposed to be. As much as like I'm rolling my eyes at how much of a hero he's supposed to be. They didn't give him a very heroic death. And um, well, he gave the Allegis code. Yeah, I guess. Okay, sure. He gave the Allegis code and that let everybody else be able to get in and survive yeah. the bugs. All right, that's because just because Clark like yeah. ran through the fence too. Yeah. and put it in, they would she wouldn't have been able to do that without yeah. him. So I guess he. So let's give a little credit where it's due. Fair, yeah. fair. I I just I think it's important to mention that there have been a lot of black characters killed on this show. Yeah. Um, quite a few. And it's certainly like, I can't blame, I can't like necessarily blame them for this one because he chose to leave. It seems like that's how things went. I mean, he could go back and cryo for some reason, I suppose, but there's not really many other ways of writing a character off on this show. Uh, and it, it does put them in a predicament because they don't have their pilot anymore. Right. It's not great. It is, I mean, you know. It's, I, not much tough. to say beyond that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we definitely hammered in on how, like, Shaw sucks, but, yeah. like, they made him suck. Like, yeah. the character could have had potential, yeah. and then the circumstances yeah. and how they dealt with them dictated yeah. this. Yeah. And I just can't be a fan of it. Yeah. Well, and the, I think the other thing that definitely didn't help us was that we came in having been spoiled by him dying. So it's, yeah. like, walking him being annoying, I'm like... It's, it's, I know you're going to die. None of this matters. Get over this. The bad thing part. is, I feel like I would have just laughed and laughed yeah. had I not known. I would yeah. have been like, really? <laughs> really? I would have I would have been laughing while he died, which is not a better reaction. Yeah. I'm also a terrible person. I but, also, you know, I feel like, a, honestly, when I heard he was going to die, and I, I mean, I don't mean this in a way to like upset people who were fans of him or upset people who are upset that another black character died, but like, I was elated <laughs> to find out that he was gonna die because I hate his character in relation to, to Raven. It's I don't, really that's I don't what it comes think down to. I don't think their romance was good. I think it weakened her character. Yeah. Um oops. Yep. All right. So speaking of Yeah, I'm gonna jump us. ahead to they find the stairs and yeah. they find the castle. There's just some more prime Murphy stuff, yeah. like quality <laughs> stuff there. They talk about how Becca did the tech for Allegius, so she have her symbols on the flags. The um, same one from the chips and her yeah. spaceship. Her, yeah, and company everything. logo. Yeah, there we go. What it is. Yeah. Uh, they just, so they talk about, uh, Bellamy says. Bellamy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, destroy the earth. 200 years later, they put you on a flag. See? Hope for us yet. Uh, bravo. Yeah. <laughs> thought that was a great line. And yeah. And immediately followed up by an even better line from Murphy saying, hello, invaders from earth. Can we come in? <laughs> <laughs> really good stuff. Again, Murphy MVP. Yes. Um, so they find a shrine of blood 
Interesting. Not a shrine of blood. There's a shrine with a family on it. Yes. And then in a little bowl in front of the shrine, mm -hmm. there's some blood. You know, uh, just the smidge. Regular sh shrine thing. And it wasn't, wasn't it didn't look like night blood to me. But no, I mean, it was yeah. red. Yeah, so that's interesting. It was red blood. Uh, did they sacrifice the non-night bloods in honor of the night blood? I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> a cup full. It was like a trickle. Know. Yeah, maybe they, they drink it every little while. They used to be a whole cup. Yeah, so other things that they find around the shrine, other there's the photo of a family named Lightborn. You got yeah. a husband, a wife, and a daughter. Mm. She's blonde. Uh, yeah. For those who saw the trailer. Yeah. A lot um, of a lot of talk about the girl from the trailer being a lightborn. Mm -hmm. Um and then we find the collars. Which yeah, are like a collar on a chain attached to the wall. Kinky. Yes. Um, who says that? Murphy. Who, <laughs> of do you, who do you <laughs> think says that? I don't know, maybe a Murphy did. <laughs> and Murphy. Emory. Yeah. And um, uh, speaking of Murphy, uh, he steals an ancient music player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like how they call him music player when it very much looks like an iPod. Well, it, what's interesting that though they didn't just go with a actual device we know of. Yeah, you know, it was a, a different take on it. Maybe they had they would have had to pay or uh, something. They should have used a Zoom. It's a Zoom. <laughs> Damn it! You beat me to the joke. <laughs> Um, so then we cut over to Amori trying to break into the castle. It's a really cool lock. It's like a star yeah. flower shape. Um, and she starts, you know, she's starting to feel strange. There's something going on with her. Mm -hmm. I wonder what. Uh, and then <laughs> Murphy begins his one-man show, and we get another iconic song. Add it to the... Premiere songs To list. the premiere songs yeah. and our, like, the 100 playlist music videos yeah. <laughs> and things like that. Uh, Really, really great. I loved the song they picked. I loved him singing it. I loved the mixing of yeah. his voice with the actual like, yeah. song. Uh, I loved seeing everybody laugh and be happy about I it. Know. Uh, later, Clark calls it the Murphy Show. Yeah, just I I want that. <laughs> yeah, whenever whenever we get them like actually having a moment to enjoy themselves, it's yeah. definitely few and far between, and it's nice. Yeah, I just I love the way it cuts over to like Bellamy and Echo sitting on swings watching. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> We don't get this. Yeah, exactly. This doesn't happen. Yeah, it's in this weird zone where I'm like, you know, we both talked about how this episode was kind of slow. And it's funny because even though it was slow, I still feel like I wish we got more characters, slower moments. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it comes down to this weird thing of the fact that we blocked the trailer, that we kind of knew everything that was going to happen. And that we, I guess it's... Or it's in a weird spot where this is a time where you want a lot of plot progression because it's in this crazy new place and you want to find out more about the people there. Yeah. But at the same time, I also want more character moments and I don't feel like it really gave me enough of either of them. Right. Like, we certainly had character moments, but like... They, it was very small little snipes and little vignettes of things. Again, and, there's a reason that we're like, Murphy equals MVP, yeah. and it's because he was the one who got those moments yeah. the most and yeah. most consistently. Yeah. Most of the actual, like, character development moments happened on the ship. Yeah. As opposed to, like, on on Alpha, I guess we have the scene we're about to get to with Bellamy and Clark. Mm -hmm. But even that feels like a conversation that should have gone on a little bit longer. Right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that scene. So yes. Clark goes exploring and finds a school with art, her favorite. Her favorite. And then we see this big thing with... It's such a weirdly yeah. put thing. Yeah. Our all for the glory and grace of the primes. So these are the OG settlers, Yeah, I think. and we see them yeah. in like spacesuits and stuff, I think. And mm. it's the American flag because patriotism. America invades. I mean, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, so we have like the lightborns at the top and yeah. then a few other family portraits yeah. around that. Yeah. 
Uh, and then we get the book from the trailer, Red Sun Rising by Josephine Ada Lightborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the use of this book. It was I loved it from the trailer. I love it now. It's yeah. a really cute, uh, great prop, um, fun idea. I saw you retweeted a thing of like a close up of the art. Yeah. And what it's illustrated, and mm-hmm. I looked at it, and I was like, oh, I'm, I really missed what the images were because yeah. I was focusing on the text. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't seen the specifics, yep. seek them out because it's a yeah. nice touch. It is cool. Um, and then Bellamy and Clark bond over screwing up their kids. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even mention uh, what's-her-name from season one. Well, they had her for like five minutes. <laughs> and they killed her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. So then they talk about the whole radio thing because Bellamy's trying to radio now and can't get up to Allegis 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Clark's like, oh, I know how that Allegis feels. Four. Yeah. Uh, and Clark's like, man, I know how that feels. And he goes, sorry, I couldn't respond to you all those years. The fi- she finds out that Maddie told her. I like um, how Maddie's being brought up. Yeah. Because, the... yeah, she's important to Clark. Yep. Let's remember that. Yep. Yep. Uh, Clark says she knows how it, it sounds crazy, but it's what her kept her sane. And Bellamy goes, not crazy, maybe a little pathetic. I uh, like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. some people didn't, yeah. but I did. Yeah. I, I think both, again, it's like, whatever you want to call the chemistry, the chemistry is off the charts in this scene. Mm-hmm. And again, I will talk about it more in the shipping segment later. Uh, but Quite. I think it was obviously a scene that a lot of people uh, felt like was needed and had been waiting for. Um, and it was important for them to talk about it. Did it go as far as I think a lot of people wanted? Probably not, but it was still a cute scene for them. Yeah, I would have wanted, in general, because they're such powerhouses, and yeah, Bellamy has been coming to her aid, or like coming to her defense. This episode, Mm -hmm. again, is just like more interaction between the two of them Mm -hmm. is just often so enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, moving on. Also... I mean, or not? I was just gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's like, at some point, even if like Bellamy and Clark don't talk to each other about what, whatever they feel or don't feel, mm-hmm. someone has to talk to one of them about whatever they feel or don't. Like, don't you think it's weird that like Echo hasn't brought up anything, or that someone like, even if it ultimately the show is gonna say they're platonic, platonic. Mm-hmm. I cannot say that word for the life of me. I know. Um, it, I feel like someone should, like, all we ever get is, like, like a snipey thing from Octavia. No one ever, like, is a friend to them and, and asks them about it. You know? Right. Uh, I suppose you're right. Clark goes back outside for the Murphy show. Mm-hmm. Bellamy follows Sue, mm-hmm. and he actually shows her the, the book. book in depth. Yeah. And that's where we see things uh, where it says, When the stars align and the forest wakes, we need to run away. For two days, heaven is hell and friends are foes. So it's, yeah. it's a warning, yeah. not a nursery rhyme. Uh, then they see the transport ship get stolen, which is a very interesting thing. I'm mm-hmm. excited to find out what that is, whether we think it's like the forest people that we saw in the uh, trailer. trailer or whether it's the sanctum people right. or, you know, what's going on there. Who's that going to be? And, I mean, they have to go up to the actual And I Elegious, guess they could travel right? to a different part of the planet, of, of the planet movie, or something. Whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Mori attacks Murphy and uh, goes, I won't let you kill me. He'll do it to you, too. She's slashing him. Yeah. She gets a few, like, stabs in, I yeah. think. Yeah, oh, no, he's definitely, like, they're like, you're, you're killing him. And they have yeah. to pull her off. Yeah, so the whole thing is so fewer safe once they're exposed. And Clark's like, it's in the air. Yeah. Cut to black. It took me a second to be like, how does she know it's in the air? She's a smart It could pants, be in okay? the atmosphere, in the light, or in the... Dirt. I don't. <laughs> but no, it's like if it's the trees, then yeah, the that, forest that tracks. Yeah. yeah. 
Meanwhile, Meanwhile on four. It's interesting. That was like the big, you know, climax. climax. And we're like, anyway, back to what's happening up in space. <laughs> They're getting blood for surgery so that they can save Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need Sky Crew blood because it's a universal donor, apparently. Uh, Nihilus told not to wake Octavia, but she does it anyway. Because she's still all hail Blood yes. Reina. I feel like, I, as a side note, I feel like we can officially cross off the list the idea of them ever getting together. I, like, I feel like there's not, like people wanted that, but there's nothing there. We used to want yeah. that, but they went in a certain direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out Alpha's a moon, not a planet. Yeah, courtesy. I like the little Raven and Jordan bonding time yeah. of he's her like co-pilot. Yeah. And she's kind of like snipping orders at him, but he's yeah. like, um, actually, yeah. I'm smart too. And it was yeah. cute. Uh, yeah. Jordan is a great addition already. Yeah. I really like him. He cries really well. Yeah. Abby goes to draw Raven's blood to sort of apologize because she wants to apologize to her mm-hmm. for the shock collar incident. Yeah, of- she even says yeah. The, the shot collar incident of 21 num, num, num. 80 something yeah whatever my list says here. <laughs> um yeah she goes to raven's like i'm clean now everything's different yeah. and raven says that's temporary her own mother sold herself for booze but never hurt raven the way abby did uh so yeah i mean it's a it's a tough thing here well, because I certainly it's it's just like a weird thing because like when Abby did that to Raven I was like fuck you Abby forever yeah. into the ground and now I'm like I get where you're coming from Raven but like I know Abby's fine now so like well I mean the real like uh Raven is later when yeah. after the surgery is like successful yeah. and Abby's looking for the pain meds for yeah. Kane. Yeah. Although when that's happening, part of me was like, is she looking for them for Kane? Yeah. Like I couldn't yeah. couldn't help. Couldn't yeah. help but wonder. Yeah. And Raven's just like, you know, I was told to guard the ship, but you know, fine, here yeah. you go. The faster you fall off the wagon and kill yourself, the sooner we can move on. Yeah. Like Ooh. Yeah, harsh. Ooh, that is that's hard thing yeah. to say. Stand there or sit yeah. there and listen to. Yeah, and we talked on our, our last podcast about like, is this bad to have this writing in there or like you know obviously we're saying that like it's not a good message, right? But uh, does it make sense that the character says it here? And I think it it mostly does. I mean the fact that they specifically also call out the difference between her mother and this. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that she still feels bitterness and anger and regret about everything that happened with her mom and is lashing out because it's happening again. Right. You know? It's it, In some ways, it's like <sighs> Shaw's words of she doesn't think she deserves happiness. Mm-hmm. It's more like anytime she lets people in, yeah. she gets hurt. Yeah. That's kind of more, I feel like, what happens. Yeah. Like while her mom was off getting drunk, she had Finn. Yeah. Finn dies. She has Abby. Later on, mm-hmm. Abby tortures her. And, yeah. and now what? Like, you know, it's... Yeah. it's I feel like after the first watch, I was definitely more, not fuck you, Raven, but like... Angry. Yeah, just being like, man, this is so unlikable. Yeah. (sighs) This is... I hate unlikable Raven. And now I feel like I've sat with it and it's like, yeah, it's hard Mm -hmm. to watch and maybe... Not maybe. It's not a good thing to say. Yeah. 
but I understand where she's coming from more yeah. and it feels like more of a real reaction. Yeah. Like people aren't perfect. Yeah, exactly. And I do like, I had kind of missed on our first walk and I'm going to jump ahead to the mm -hmm. end of this drug stuff is that when Abby does give her the pills and is like, even after they have to put uh, cane, cane on ice, yeah. she's like, never again. I do like Raven's face kind of shifts there in a yeah. way that like softens. Yeah. Uh, like maybe I yeah. judged her too harshly. Yeah. I mean, if they do a complete 180 and Raven's like, Team Abby. Yeah, next no, episode. they're not gonna do that. No, I know, but I yeah. also don't want her to be equally snarky or equal. Yeah, you know, somewhere uh, in the middle. Cautious, yeah. like yeah. don't let Abby in all the way, but don't be like, here are the pills, yeah. <laughs> dangling them in front of your face, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So speaking of Kane, uh, when yeah. he wakes up, everything we everything we did, everything that happened, we did so we could get here. As he stares um, off yeah. on the beauty of Alpha. Yeah, and kind of connecting back to his sort of religious side, too, I mm -hmm. feel like. Um, and that Octavia's like, fuck you, people. You're a traitor and a traitor's girlfriend. Well, Octavia sort of throws a bunch of things in his face, right? She yeah. says, we lost 417 people in the gorge. References everybody's favorite person, Ethan, and how he Jaha's got shot favorite. in the head. Yeah. Uh, Kane was, says, I was promised you that uh, you'd be able to surrender. And Octavia mocks him for it. He's like, you trusted psychopaths. Which of the psychopaths did you trust yeah. to keep their word? Um, like, fair, fair. Octavia talks about, you know, maybe I'm a monster, so are you. And she calls him out on his, like, season one behavior and stuff. I, I do think, to me, the season one callouts are a little bit weird because, like, everybody kind of jointly did the culling and they didn't know that the Earth was survivable. Yeah, so that, that was, was, like, a thing of... Yeah. You, you didn't even care to know that, the, like, yeah. you look at your mistake. But that's the thing. It's, yeah. like, one thing where it's, like, his behavior. And yeah. another thing, it's, like, look at all the mistakes you made. And yeah. you judge me for my mistakes. Yeah. Like, there's two things, in my opinion, yeah. going on here. Well, it's but, also, I mean, it makes sense for her to bring it up if she's trying to guilt him. Because I'm, yeah. I'm he has a lot of guilt about that. Yes. So it, that stings for him. Right. If he actually is mad at him about that, doesn't make I don't think sense. it's yeah. all her. She's yeah. mad at him for being a traitor. Yeah. But she's mocking him with yeah. his mistakes. Yeah. Um, but there are also the things like she brings up a good point yeah. of if it were up to you, we all would have starved in that bunker. Yeah. Like I did what we had to do. Yeah. And it's a good point. Like, yeah, maybe, <sighs> you know, yeah. it's it's this thing of like it started off of it's our survival mm -hmm. and it's more. And then he brings up about like, no, but it's how far you went with yeah. it. You didn't have to wage war. You didn't have to burn the farm. You did that for power, for vanity. Which I agree with. I just think the thing is that, like, he doesn't accept or he doesn't seem like he really accepts enough responsibility on his own end. Yeah. And the thing is, it's weird because this scene actually does make me like Octavia more. Yeah, me too. Because, like, first of all, someone needed to call out, call out the uh, cabbie on their crap. Yep. Because uh, they're both very self. Again, we hate, we hate when characters are self-righteous on this show. Because it doesn't um, work. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> um, a fuck up. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just seeing someone stand up for themselves I, is that's why I wanted something like this from Clark to be like, you know, because even if it's like I can't necessarily be on Octavia's side, it does make me like her and enjoy walking her more. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is the best scene of the episode. Yeah. Um, and in part, I think we kind of mentioned this on our mini podcast mm -hmm. of like, this is the thing we weren't spoiled on. Yeah. So it was kind of nice to just be like, oh, actual drama that has stakes in this. Yeah episode yeah and again he gets frozen uh we kind of talked about that already um 
Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. All right, we're about to get into our feedback segment, but before we do... Yes? You can contact us in a myriad of ways if you want to be part of the segment in the future. One, you can email us at v100pod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at v100podcast. You can email us. Well, you said that one. I said that one already. You can go to our website, v100podcast.com, and leave us a little contact form thingy there. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash D-O-I-N-K-O-K, doing okay, youtube.com slash doing okay. Hey, Dan, and what's your YouTube? YouTube.com slash doing okay. <laughs> and you can leave comments on our 100 videos. We're going to read some of these very soon. Um, also, please rate us or review us on iTunes. That would be very lovely of you. We're at, I think, 92 reviews right now. Wow. So if you can get us to 100, I will be eternally thankful. Helps get the word out. Yes. The good and word. Speaking of the good word. <laughs> this podcast, as we mentioned earlier, is brought to you in partnership with TV Time. Yes. The app and website that helps you keep track of your favorite shows. When they're coming out, what you've watched. Uh, you get little like award achievement things for finishing seasons. You can connect with Which other people. Which you do anyway, so you <laughs> might as well get a little pat on the back for it, right? You get, uh, you know, you can connect with other fans over specific episodes. You can get, get pod, you know, other podcasts or shows you're watching mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and recommendations for new things. Yeah. And my favorite thing recently, yeah. I think I tweeted about this, was that every time something important happens with a Veronica Mars reboot, because I'm following Veronica Mars, I get a push notification being like, hey, check out the new trailer. It just came out. And that's pretty cool because then I don't have to like, I'm like, I know the news when it happens. It keeps you up to date. Yes. So anyway, thanks TV time yeah. for partnering with us. Yes. Alrighty. Diving into feedback, right? Yes. Want to read the first one? Yeah, so this is from Red Rum <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> Am I the only one who is over Abby and Kane? Seriously, they need to die. <laughs> and then this led to a little back and forth. So let's read the whole back and forth. Okay. Until, yeah. So is this someone named Double Guitars? Yes. Okay. I thought it was like you coming in with like, bah, bah, <laughs> double guitar. <laughs> That's a guitar noise, right? Anyway, I don't think they need to die, but they need to seriously stop acting like they are better than Octavia. At least she owns what she's done wrong. They need some humility and redemption quick, fast. Mm-hmm. And then Red Rum responds. For me, it's not a, I hate you die now. Now you die. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Both of those work. Thing. I think the characters have run its course. Whenever they're on my screen now, I feel like it's more of a chore to get through it. Also, I think them not killing Kane was such a weak move. All right. So let's talk about this. Yeah. Like yeah red I, rum talking about death. Yeah. <laughs> it's murder backwards, y'all, for those who don't realize that. <laughs> I don't feel like I need either of these characters. I'm not sure. I mean... Abby is serving a purpose in the, as far as Raven's arc here, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, you know, we have doctors. Uh, Clark's an adult now. She doesn't need her mommy. She hasn't needed her mommy for a long time. Mm. And I guess I don't find Abby a very likable character. And I guess, you know, I guess never really connected. I guess don't see what her purpose is. And in general, it's like the adults on the show. Do we need adults when our characters are adults? You yeah, know, like, when they're already like the parents yeah. in this situation. And Kane, I feel like, has gone through every imaginable back and forth that I can see for that character. So I'm like, yeah, it's like you put him on ice. And we talked on our previous podcast about mm-hmm. like, I'm like, it wouldn't necessarily have been a great way for him to die. But like also... I, to a certain degree, like, once you've laid out everything that he did, does he deserve a good death? Maybe he deserves, a tra- like, a shitty death. 
<laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell. I really yeah. don't know what they'll do with him. Yeah. And how to make it feel poignant, Wouldn't I guess. it be hilarious if he just never came out of ground? <laughs> They're just like, oh, I guess we can't get Henry and Cusick back. Guess I'll just stay and well, cry for it. I don't know how to, something that I just thought of that might be silly, but like they go down, a bunch of people go down to the planet mm -hmm. and then there are some people who stay in cryo, such as mm -hmm. him, or if maybe there are other people who are injured, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Point is there are some people who stay up in Allegis. Yeah. And what if they get like missiled or mm -hmm. like attacked by another Allegis yeah. ship coming back? Yeah. And and then we just see from the ground as Allegis gets blown up. Yeah. And it's like, the horror yeah. of that. I suppose that could work, yeah. I feel like also that could be I, a thing. I do like the idea of her having to like pull the plug and like admit defeat on it. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I suppose. Again, I feel like that's a more interesting death because then at least it's about Abby and it gets something for Abby's character and like make it more about Abby than about Kane, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But if you don't like Abby either. Yeah. All right. It's like Amy Kate, we mentioned earlier yes. in YouTube. Uh, I think the first half of this season is going to be somewhat of a transition between book one and book two. This was in response to us on the YouTube video talking about how like we want it to be book two and be fresh, but so much stuff is, is baggage. Mm -hmm. If you think back on everything that's happened in the past seasons, nobody has ever really had time to stop and work through lingering issues from their past or in, or, or in their relationships with each other. As we're seeing already, the conflicts are being brought to the surface and characters are finally going to be forced to face their demons. So we should keep like a running drinking game every time someone says face your demons. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they can, uh, that's the face your demons so they can do better on this planet than last. So many personal and relational issues or conflicts had to be put on hold in lieu of surviving. But now these issues are coming to the surface and I think we're almost going to be seeing a rebirth of each character as they become the people who can do better and be good guys, like Monty said. Relationships and people's problems are going to get worse before they can get better, and I'm actually looking forward to people actually working through their shit for once, so their characters can develop more as individuals and in their relationships. And I think this will help the plot develop more too, as our characters are finally able to make better decisions and work together better and become friends again. I think we'll see some of the characters working through their issues in the first half of the season and moving on from it in the second half of the season. I think Raven could be one of them because they started out so strong for her and I'm guessing they'll need her to be in a good place in the second half of the season to help save them uh, from whatever problem or big bad they're facing. Monty and Char are gone now, so she's really the only tech person besides Jordan. I think the Bellamy Octavia part may take all season long to get better though. Jackson and Miller are already already seem to be working on their issues, and we'll be seeing where they're going with all the other characters soon. Yep. All right. Yeah. So I, I definitely agree with you that it, it does seem like that's like the point. That's the arc of the season is people sort of facing their past and and coming to grips with it. I, I guess my feeling about that is that I'm like. I guess I mean I'm, I guess you're right that people haven't had time to think about these things in the past, but I also feel like. That's not completely true. If you think about how season five started, right? Mm -hmm. It's like Clark had six years to think about all her crap that she did. And she did some really crappy crap. Um, and the last time she thought about that crappy crap, she became worse. <laughs> so maybe she needs to examine it again, I suppose. But I guess, I guess my problem with Clark specifically is I feel like that's like all her arc ever has been is being like, I ran away because I suck. And then being like, 
uh, I need to do the sucky thing again. And now I'm going to be alone again and think about how much I suck. <laughs> and, and I'm going to say everybody other than me was a hero to Maddie, you know, like, um, and Bellamy, I feel like he spent his six years learning to forgive and growing and forgive himself for his mistakes. And yeah. why, like his season five arc was we should do better. Yeah. Right. So I, I think it, it works for certain people. Certainly Octavia needs it and, and Raven needs to learn to forgive, but I don't know. Do you disagree with me at all? I don't disagree. Yeah. I just, this, this is really hard. Yeah. Like, I, I have such a, I'm not a writer. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm a good show watcher. <laughs> but You're real good at looking at those screens. So good. <laughs> but at the same time, it just feels like this transition between like the first half of the se- season mm. and the second half. And introducing new characters yeah. and, and balancing our people mm-hmm. and their redemption stories yeah. and whatever. It's asking a lot. Yeah. And I hope they can pull it off. Yeah. 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 I do agree that the main thing they've never done is let our people talk to each other enough and deal with the, their issues between each other enough. Right? I feel like that's the one thing we're not going to necessarily have because historically they yeah. haven't done it. I just feel like that's yeah. not something the show just... Well, especially when I feel like he was, he being Jason, was sort of Mm -hmm. touting this episode as like one of the episodes where they really sit down and like have real conversations. And it really, I mean, they were, it was very minimal. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the truth of it. It's it's not enough. Yeah. You want to read the next one? Yes. So this is from Ellie via YouTube. I'm going to have a real problem moving forward if no one discusses how McCreary threatened to kill Abby and Maddie. Not feeling appreciative of Clark paying for all of her decisions the rest of the series while Raven acts like she never did anything wrong. To be fair, Raven really didn't do much wrong. Ra- yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's it's hard to say that, but like overall, comparatively to everybody else. She's like yeah. definitely the most in the clear. Yeah. Um, Complaining about Clark shooting first is lame. Maddie actually shot first. Clark shot after to protect Maddie. Raven has not had someone to protect and uh, keep alive the way Clark has. I don't actually know what they're talking about with the well, I think thing. it's, isn't it the season uh, five premiere where they invade and people are like, Go, Clark is like, go hide. And someone's like, yeah. wait, I heard a shot go off. Yeah, and but then Clark comes in. That Raven doesn't seem to reference that. I'm a little confused. I thought so. that is what she referenced of like, oh, if it's about not shooting oh, first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then we can't, we shouldn't send Clark down yeah. to the ground. Yeah, okay. Being silly there, Dan. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair. Forgot yeah, but the. <sighs> yeah, but I, I, Raven shouldn't really know about that, but. That's a yeah. good point. <laughs> yeah. That is a good point. Well. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like, Raven hasn't had the same stakes as Clark. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, but it's real. It's easy for Raven to be mad and high and mighty and because <laughs> she hasn't had to be the real leader and really deal with these tough choices. Yeah. Because most of the choices Clark has made, there was no easy choice. Like, no matter what choice she made, someone can yell at her. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. The writers messed up Kane and Clark, so if they kill Kane just to bury that and isolate Clark for the rest of the series, it's just more bad character development because it was not believable that Kane would trust McCreary. Yeah, yeah. it is questionable why he trusted McCreary. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. why Octavia has a point. Yeah. Also, no one cared Bellamy put the flame in Maddie or the consequences that had except Clark. This is why Bellamy gives Clark a break. Yeah, that at least makes sense. It does. Yeah. Like, he has... That's the thing. Clark and Bellamy are more comparable to each other yeah. because they've both done shitty things yeah. and had, like, similar crises, yeah, so to exactly. speak. Yeah. Um, the unrealistic choices the writers made with Kane and Clark are super polarizing and not entirely believable. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Over on the Twitter. Twitter. The Kawaii Slarty. Slarty? Let me know how to pronounce your thing in the future. Writes in, oh man, the parts I loved, I super loved. Like, I love the fact that Shaw met Becca. I don't know why this tickles me so much, but yes, it is cool that someone we actually know actually met her. That is, I mean, not that they're around anymore, but Mm -hmm. that's cool. Also related to Shaw, Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. They made a very specific point to pan to that one. I'm intrigued. So let's talk about that real quick before I continue. Um, This is a book that is about sort of philosophy and while like through the lens of like rebuilding a motorcycle Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I read Zen and the Art of Archery, of which this book is like loosely, not based on, but like inspired by, I guess Mm -hmm. you might want to say. And I I was supposed to read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance for a class too. Mm -hmm. Didn't actually do my assignment there, so I can't tell you. (laughs) As much as I wish Bad I could. Dan. I should have known that I would need it someday for the 100 podcasts. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting thing to reference. Obviously, it ties in with his love of motorcycles and his like preachy philosophy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if people have more knowledge about this book, let me know in the feedback below. I uh, never read a single philosophy book <laughs> in my entire life, and I don't plan on starting now. I like being close-minded. No, don't, don't, don't take that out of context. <laughs> and while I love they went out together, they probably should have been wearing spacesuits, right? My response to this is they hated wearing the, the suits in season four. That so. was so funny hearing them complaining <laughs> about that. I kind of get they're like, yeah. you can't hear anything. You don't know what's going on. It's hot. I'm like, maybe they asked. or like, they're, you know what? They're risk takers. <laughs> have them in season one. They wouldn't have them now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. All right, and then this, you wanna read this last tweet? Yeah, so this is from at SlowBurnMac. I like that Bell is in Clark's corner and they're practicing their, you want forgiveness, I can give you that mantra. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like the two of them have some things to hash out in future episodes. Mm -hmm. And if the trailer is anything to go by, I think we will get it. At this point, if we don't get it, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Like, this can't be enough. People complained about how in uh, the season five finale. That it got very truncated. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah. The commander told me to forgive you. I'm forgiving you. Yeah. And people were like, that's BS. And, yeah. oh, we have to buy into the fact that s- space crew? Yeah. Yeah, space crew. I get them yeah. confused with sky crew. <laughs> are a family. But we didn't really see that that much. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, that reminds me of the, sp- the space crew sky crew thing. Um, the fact that they said we have to wake up everybody from sky crew to give blood. And then, like, we never saw anybody I was thinking else. That, that was kind of awkward to me. And also the yeah. fact that, like, Octavia was the first one. Yeah. Awakened. It was a little odd. I suppose. Um, yeah. But you talked about Clark and Bellamy, and that leads very nicely into our final segment of the show, entitled The Love Boat. All aboard! <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about The Love Boat. Um, I think the main thing to talk about here, I mean, all the, there's the Shaw and uh, Raven stuff, but he's, he's dead. dead. So that ship sunk. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Clark and Bellamy in a little more detail. He brought up the radio. You know, they had the pathetic line, which was, again, they were both sort of cute and smiley and like not really taking it too seriously. And I think the thing that bothers people is that they don't like go to the next level of talking about like, what does that mean that you were specifically mm-hmm. radioing him? What? How does he feel about that? How do you feel about that? And the thing is, to a certain degree, I'm like, I think that at this point they've written into their characters that both of them are a little bit like too nervous to talk about these things, mm-hmm. um, which some people could argue 
isn't them being too nervous is just that they're platonic yep. because they haven't been too nervous to talk about these things with other people, you know, as far as Lexa or Echo. But I would argue that that's because they're in a place where they started in such a friendship place that like admitting that there's something more there and letting that in, especially for Clark, right? Letting in the idea of the reality of like somebody else I love who could die. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm reading it from. Um, where it's like, they're both, they both are more like young school kids about this relationship than they are about any other one because there is so much weight to it. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you disagree? I don't know. I yeah. feel like we've talked about this a lot yeah. and you actually had a very popular tweet about this yeah. some of that you put out, but I seconded. Yes. Um, basically the whole thing is if someone tells us they're platonic, yeah. It's different to me from what I saw on the screen yeah, building yeah. up to this. Yeah. I feel like there's enough source material there to be like, this has been building to be more than just a platonic yeah. friendship of co-leaders. Yeah. Yeah. I want those things. Like, I want them to be friends. Yeah. I want them to be co-leaders. Yeah. But it would be weird if they weren't together. Yeah. They, and they don't have to, like, be together forever. No, and they don't have to be together, like, next episode. You yeah. know, I'm not asking yeah. for that. I just mean... Continue the build. The slow burn, I suppose, is exciting, but it's at the same been pretty time, slow. At it's this point. been pretty slow, and when he's with someone else, yeah. eh. well, I guess my problem is I think whether whether it is like a slow burn that will will culminate this this season. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need it to culminate the season as much as I need it to be said one way or the other definitively this season, mm -hmm. right? Where it's like. Even if, like, they don't kiss and get together this season, someone has to, like, admit to someone that there's something more there or that there isn't something more, you know? It's like, just so ridiculous <laughs> where in season five they kept having the references of, like, Bleh and his girlfriend. Yeah. And then just, Traitor like, that you love. Right, those yeah. things. And just being, like... She is. Yeah. Like, that, that meant... And the most we have out of that mm. is, I missed you and you kept me sane. Yeah. And, and that's just kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, I, again, I don't really it's... consider myself a Bellark shipper. Yeah. But, like, what is that stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard for me to... Even if... I guess what I would say is, even if you personally don't read those things in a shippery manner, mm -hmm. um, it's hard for me to believe that you can't see that those were at least trying to tease the shippers. Yes. Right? Like, come on. Ending the episode with she is and having her do a very tropic thing of radioing specifically him for years. Um, like, and especially right after the end of season, uh, end of season four, which is like that scene that they have together where he like wipes the sweat off of her face and they talk about yeah. the head and the heart is like a very like mushy scene and then he's really hurts him so much to leave her behind yeah. like again like a lot of these things if you want to see it in a platonic way you can like you can like but yeah. but i just cannot I know. <laughs> like, yeah. so i God. again the head and the heart that's something we can leave behind in book one right <laughs> i never want to hear that again uh, we'll see uh it seems as long as they don't say it themselves they can still keep the theme going but I don't yeah. want anyone else to say it. I don't want yeah. Echo to be like, but you're the head in the heart. And just be like, Echo, not you too. <laughs> it's in the air. Well, that's the thing that's, that is annoying is like, I'm not asking for like a petty, stupid triangle thing. But, mm -hmm. but at a certain point, it's weird that he wouldn't mention anything about his feelings for Clark. Yeah. Even if like, 
Like, come on, look at what happened in season three where he's dating Gia, Gia Gina, <laughs> and he just, like, abandons all that to, like, go on a crusade to save Clark, yeah. and then is, like, really hurt when he, when he, like, isn't there for him. And, like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's clear, at least to me, that Bellamy had feelings for her. People are arguing Clark hasn't had them, but I don't I, know. I don't know. I don't know yeah. either. Wow, this is a hell of a shipping segment. But... <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing is, I mean, we're not hardcore shippers, but I do think we can we can analyze them as, you know, analyzing how they build up a show, you know, right. build up a relationship. And yeah, I'm certainly all for a male-female partnership, but, like, if that's not what I feel like they've been building up, then it just feels awkward and it weird. Does. And, and, like, because here's the thing, my, my major feeling is that, like, if they never go down this path ultimately, mm-hmm. it just feels like they changed their mind and now are trying to act like they never had that as a plan. Yeah. It, it feels like they're like, oh, well, we don't want to just, like, seem like we're giving in to fan fervor. Yeah. If we want to go against the grain. Sometimes and like, it's okay to give in to fans. Well, especially when... They're not, like, freaking out about something that isn't there. You know, like, there are certain fandoms where people are freaking out about a couple that has not been built up at all, but they just love the idea. Yeah. I don't feel like that is true in this show. I agree. Yeah. But, hey, I'm sure sure our shipping segment will just get more and more and more expanded <laughs> as the season Much goes like on. Much like this universe as we go to other I'm already, times. I'm already like theorizing and more people showing up from other religious <laughs> things. Like we haven't even technically met the Sanctumites. Yeah. Oh no, not at all. So. The Sanctumites. Where do you think they are? Underground. Yeah, I guess that would make the most sense. I wonder if they're walking at all and like eating popcorn and being like, man, these crazy aliens are are Look just like us. <laughs> well, I don't think they're crazy because they know that their planet does that. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think that's everything. It is. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe to all the things. Like, rate, and may we meet again. May we meet again.